can you guys hear the fireworks that are blowing up outside of my house right now? No. No. Okay. It is insane. It sounds like D-Day outside tell, of my Did you tell them Independence right? Day was yesterday? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, this is America. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Erasable Podcast. Summer is in full swing and we're here like sinful central air and a cold mint julep. I am Johnny Gamber on hosting duties tonight and I'm joined by my favorite cool drinks of water, Tim Wassum and Andy Welfley. How are you guys tonight? Good. Doing fantastic. How's everything in Baltimore? Hot. Yeah. You can have some of the summer. (laughs) (laughs) No, you keep it, man. (laughs) <laughs> it's so humid here and full disclosure everybody i have it's my turn to forget to record so <laughs> we this is take two on <laughs> intro and tools of the trade so i thought fault, we were just but... i thought we were just being quiet about that tim no 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 no, no. <laughs> I'm, i need to recording? own this up <laughs> i need to own this or i'm gonna do it again because because it was so fun the first time we we had a uh uh, Good practice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry, but <laughs> it just it's an excuse to right. talk to you guys more, which is yeah. fantastic. So yeah, yes. Yeah. We have a super hard. great show tonight because I think this is the first time ever, or definitely the first time in a long time, that all the new releases are out between two of our episodes. So mm-hmm. we have stuff from Bear and Fig, Blackwing, Field Notes, and Write Notepads to talk about. But before we get into the hits and misses of the summer edition season, why don't we get on with Tools of the Trade? You want to go first, Andy? Or Tim? Sorry. Or whoever. <laughs> Tim, do you, want to, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> um, so I got, I got a few things. I got something I'm watching, reading, and listening to. So watching, I have been watching Long Strange Trip, which is the new, brand new Grateful Dead six-part documentary that was made for Amazon. Uh, Martin Scorsese is the executive producer and it's a really, really good documentary. So even if you're not a fan of the dead, uh, it is really interesting. It follows uh, the entire history of the band, but makes a point to hit the parts that are a little, little lesser known. And I think the uh, as far as something that will grab your attention and make you maybe want to watch, is there's a part where they talk about the Grateful Dead being really bummed out about getting hired by Playboy to do the Playboy After Dark show, which is basically a bunch of extras. Uh pretending to party and drinking ginger ale and wine glasses while they play, while they have a band play music in the background. There's a show that used to be out back in the day and the Grateful Dead uh, improved it a little bit for their, you know, on their standards by uh, dosing the coffee with LSD. And so everybody was having a great time. <laughs> it's amazing. So if you go and look up, <laughs> look up, look up videos of the Grateful Dead Playboy After Dark show um all the extras that were hired to be on this thing are just having an awesome time and that is why because they were all <laughs> on acid so long strange trip it's, it's on amazon legal. prime oh well then it wasn't <laughs> you know this is like 1971 or something or 1970 <laughs> but uh i have been listening to an album called the nashville sound by jason isbel who i've talked about before and uh fantastic album if you it's it's got some references to the last year uh, you know, and I think Jason Isbell is the best songwriter out there right now in my book. And a couple songs you could check out if you're interested. There's a song called Hope on the High Road, and there's a song called White Man's World. 
that is fantastic. The whole album's great. Uh, it's so good. And then what I've been reading is I'm reading The Silkworm, which is the second volume of the Robert Galbraith Cormer and Strike novels, which Robert Galbraith is the pseudonym for J.K. Rowling. Hmm. Uh, so she's writing these detective novels under a pseudonym, and they are, they're great. I really, really enjoy them. She's one of my favorite writers, and you can just kind of feel the same kind of – you can feel her coming through the page, you know, even – under the pseudonym, it just still sounds like her. They're fantastic books. So they're Cormor and Strike is the detective, and then he has an assistant named Robin. And uh, I love them. So there's there's three so far. There's Cuckoo's Calling, The Silkworm, and Career of Evil. And then this year, there's a fourth one coming out called Lethal White. And there's supposed to be... She, she claims that there's going to be more of these novels than there are um, Harry Potter books. Hmm. And BBC is picking but it up. But are they going to be 700? Well, they're oh, like, sorry. they're around 500, four or 500. So they're a good size, you know. Um, ah. And uh, the BBC has turned it into a show called Strike. Hmm. So you'll see that coming around this year sometime where each season covers one of the books. It's fantastic. That's awesome. And I am writing with a Baron Fig Prismatic and a Dome Paper 5x7 notebook, which we haven't talked about Dome Paper in a while. And I, I've been missing it because I used to use it all time and just got away from it and stumbled across this tone paper uh, five by seven that I had gotten from the erasable swap and does, decided to bust it out. Does it still have that same ruling with the graph and like the tight graph and then the wide lines? Yep. The grid plus lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything from them has the same. So yeah. Uh, I dig it. Nice. Cool. Uh, what about you, Andy? I am. Um, Katie and I just finished season one of Master of None, uh, which is a show by Aziz Ansari that's on Netflix right now. Um, and we just started season two. It's it's really good. It's about a young uh, Indian American uh, actor in New York City and probably maybe semi-biographical, maybe not. Um, it's It's really good. It talks a lot about just sort of like casual racism and having parents that were grew up in a different culture and being like young and single in New York city. And it's, it's, it's really good. Um, and it's funny too, cause it's as he's and sorry. So, um, I love that episode where his parents are like, they, they're talking about like how his generation just wants to have fun all the time. Yeah. She's like, have fun. I didn't have fun until I was 40 or whatever yeah. she says. <laughs> it's like, who has time to have fun? Like, our, our generation's always like, no, this isn't fun. I need some time to myself to enjoy myself. I love just yeah. how his dad is always on his iPad. <laughs> he just yeah. loves his iPad. It's exactly yeah. like my dad. <laughs> you listen to the show? Hey, dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so watching season two of that, um, I am reading a book, a novel called Private Citizens um, by an author named Tony Tula Thimudi. Uh, I'm sure I butchered that last name. Um, it's about a group of friends, college friends uh, who graduated in the mid-aughts um, and live in San Francisco. Um, I'm not thrilled with the book. I'm trying to figure out how long to keep reading it before I abandon it. I'm kind of like 10, 10% of the way in so far. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so reading that and then I'm listening to a new podcast called the turnaround, which is with, uh, Jesse Thorne, who has a podcast network called maximum fun network. He's had so many podcasts. He's a busy guy. Um, this is actually an interesting, uh, meta conversation. He's interviewing interviewers about interviewing. So (laughs) if you follow that, 
Um, he uh, interviewed Ira Glass. I think that was the first episode. Second episode, he talked to Audie Cornish, which I haven't listened to yet. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of interesting, just like insight into how the sausage is made. Um, sometimes they ask the same question at different points along the way just to get different reactions from somebody so they can kind of splice that in. Um, it's really interesting. I hope he does Terry Gross. Um, that's really good. That would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, listening to that podcast and then um, writing in my brand new Campfire Field Notes notebook, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, with my brand new uh, Chesapeake pencil by Write Notepads. It's a Musgrave job by, by <clears throat> yeah, It's uh, and we'll talk about that too. Um, what's great is these particular um, pieces match each other, like the orange of the pencil matches the inside of the uh, Dusk Field Notes, which is the one that I'm using. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very orangey and nice. Uh, Johnny, how about you? <laughs> so do you, have you guys seen the great British baking show? Are yeah, we... I love it. Yeah. So Frankie's gotten into that. So I have gotten into that because which, which they season? have like five adjectives. Yeah. We started with season three for some reason. Hmm. So I guess we have to go backwards after that. Season one was, was the best, I think. Season one of like Netflix or season one of the yeah BBC? on Netflix there's only three three seasons right yeah yeah mm-hmm. so season season one was really good and I felt like the other two just didn't do it for me have you seen the uh, Saturday Night Live spoof on <laughs> I think we talked about this before what? maybe no. yeah oh it's fantastic it's so go good. check it out um, I got through that book called Salt by Mark Kolansky who the guy who wrote the paper book like a year ago mm-hmm. yeah was it a year ago yeah did you guys check that out yet. I have it sitting on my Kindle. I have not read it yet. Man, I know so much about salt now. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us something about salt. You know, random little tidbits in history that I did not know, which is very fun. What is the most troubling thing you learned about salt? (laughs) Um, That there's no such thing as fresh ham. That's fresh what? Because people market ham as fresh. There's no such thing as a fresh ham. It's always aged. That's, wow. <laughs> That's like being a vegetarian, like a lot of the stuff I read in there turned my stomach, and a lot of it brought me nostalgia to the good days of delicious so, pork. So that's why it's delicious. <laughs> Old pig flesh. That's why it tasted damn good. <laughs> Salt, turns out. Yeah, I have um, cod. I'm going to read that sometime this summer. Hmm. But I think that came out before Salt, and Salt talked about cod a lot, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff about fish and why some of it is especially disgusting. I love the idea that Mark, Mark Kolansky just sits around and he's like, hmm, what should I write a book about? And he's like looking around on his table. And there's like a piece of paper. There's a salt shaker. There's like <laughs> some cod that he just had to write a book about pencils. Yeah. He could do pencils some justice. It'd be a fun game, like predicting his book next book. is very good. Yeah. The next do book. the history of the big pen. Yeah. Ballpoint that, pens. That would be fun. That would be interesting. There's a lot of engineering and stuff. Yeah. Chemistry. It's like, hmm, my next Marketing. book's going to be about uh, lampshades. <laughs> <laughs> I would so read that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you guys see there are a series of, like, throw biographies coming out because he turns 200 next week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some of them have gotten good reviews. Some have gotten bad reviews. So there's one by, um, I forgot her name, Laura something, she's a Notre Dame, called 
um, Henry David Thoreau, A Life, that I think is not out yet. It's published by University of Chicago Press, but they had it at the shop at Walden Pond. So I don't know if they're supposed to sell it yet, if it's a street date thing or, or what, but I picked up a copy and it's super amazing. It's really good. It's sort of like, um, you know, modernized version of the Harding one. It's super comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead no, of focusing what was it called on again? It, it, it's called um, Henry David Thoreau, A Life. Oh, okay. It's got the, the famous daguerreotype as the cover. It's mm. like almost exactly 500 pages, too, which I find really satisfying. <laughs> you can see somebody tweaking, the, tweaking them a little bit like... Uh, uh, uh. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not on Amazon, but we'll put a link in the show notes because it's super good. If you're a Thoreau fan, you should definitely check it out. And it's on Barnes & Noble's well. website. It's like a doorstopper. Woohoo! I thought I saw it on Amazon, but it's not um, shipping. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but um, in uh, my lack of patience for the summer editions, I started a regular field notes. So I'm writing with a regular field notes, and with a uh, bear claw pencil from Koala Tools. With a donut? A donut. I don't. I'm not familiar with the bear yeah. claw. I found them at um a little shop. I was on vacation. It was one of those things where I bought a pack, and I wish I bought like four packs. Hmm. But you can get them online at Koala Tools website. I think um, Mike from Leadfast bought some. Okay. That he was going to review, and Les bought some, and Melissa bought some, and Dee bought some, I think, while we were all in Boston, which we'll talk about later. Hmm. Yeah. Want to jump on to Fresh Points? Yeah. Awesome. You want to go first, Mr. Tim? Sure. I just got the one kind of big one I was going to bring up, which is about the Baron Fig subscriptions. So we got an email recently saying that they were coming to an end, and... Um, I was going to kind of like bring that up and then open it up to you all just to kind of interpret. So I, I assume this means that they're, they're, they're still going to be making limited editions, correct? Which you interpreted. That's that's kind of how yeah, I, I think so. saw it. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's that they're not going necessarily to... going to be quarterly. Not necessarily quarterly and then also not necessarily like, you know, just kind of like as needed. It sounds like yeah. they have kind of a fluctuating this is this is me just like deep reading into the email i have no like no prior mm-hmm. knowledge um but it sounds like they maybe have a lot of custom like corporate orders to do and that sort of like eats into the time that they can spend like designing and printing quarterly editions mm-hmm. so i sort of feel like they're just sort of like don't want to commit to like the quarterly you know mm-hmm. releases for for like a year so that's so, that's my guess yeah i like i totally two things I am not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> when they, you know, I'm not surprised when they introduce so many different subscriptions. And second, and, and secondly, I am totally in support of. Like, I think it was a good call. Like, this is great. Good for them. Yeah. I think it was a good choice. And not everything is, I felt like they might have felt pressure to fit into this quarterly BS that, like, everybody else does, as if that's, like, the only thing you can do. Yeah. And I like this much better. Like, just the. Um, and I'm guessing they figured out that the subscription method maybe didn't give them as much of a boost as they thought. Like maybe the a la carte method yeah. is, is, is both easier and more profitable. And I think it's great because I mean, and I, and I am also speaking from the perspective of somebody who doesn't subscribe to anything right now. Yeah. Like I only do a la carte and I think this is just great. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think just let people get what they want. And, you know, I think that doesn't, it takes the pressure off of you to put something out every 
every three months. I, th- I think it's good. I think it's a good switch. And I, and I feel like everybody has different kind of expectations on what to think about it. Like remember when the um, Askew came out and <laughs> like half of the Baron Fig fans like were like, oh my God, I can't believe it. This is, I can't write in this notebook. And then uh, when the <laughs> Metamorphosis came out, um, the other half was like, oh, it's just kind of boring. It's just like a regular Covenant, but with different colors. It's pink cover, blah. It's <laughs> fine. Like I'm not naming names yeah. by any means. Yeah. Um, and really like they... You know, as he as he said in that email, um, if you're a subscriber, you got this email. It, there's only six of them, and like people who work there, and they were doing these quarterly editions on every single product, like the Vanguards, the Archers, the Squires, the Confidants. <laughs> Imagining like a goofy uh, Confidant that comes out that's bound on the, both the top and the bottom. <laughs> People are like, what? I can't, can't even open That's it here. up. Here. The collector's edition. <laughs> the Pandora's box. It comes with like a box cutter to get it open. <laughs> to get it open. Yeah, so I'm I'm not going to criticize them for, for doing this. They're going to honor the rest of the subscriptions that people have out. Uh, they're going to keep mm-hmm. doing it, I guess, at least then for, for a year or whatever. Um, a year from now? A year from whenever there was some some hubbub raised about how they sort of suspended subscriptions on their site for like a week before they actually made that announcement. And they still haven't made the announcement like publicly just to the, um, just to subscribers mm-hmm. and whatever. I don't really care how they. <laughs> so if you've, if you've already paid for the year, yeah, you will get the next, the rest of the year. Right. They're going to finish this. So I have a, yeah, I yeah. paid for uh, a year of the archers, which I think I think we're halfway through because the prismatic, which we'll talk about, and I think I paid for the the snakes and ladders too. Um, so I will be getting two more quarterlies of those. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, it's good yeah. call on Baron Fix part. I think to just understand when they've taken off too big of a bite, and then I think it's scaling it yeah. back. Yeah, it, it's smart and it's not a big deal, so it's nothing to get like pissed off about. Just yeah, like, let's just move on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but that's 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 the main thing I was going to say, uh, Andy. What do you got for fresh points? Uh, just a couple things. Um, one, I wanted to just mention once again: um, if this episode goes live by this Friday, July seventh, which I think it will, um, that is the content submission deadline. So if if you have something to put into Plumbago Magazine issue two, um, please get it to me by this Friday. Um, if you go to tinyletter.com slash um, uh slash plumbago i think yeah um you can see a letter archive of um all of the different uh like just just themes that we've talked about and just some ideas um it's going to be a full issue there's gonna be lots of great stuff in it already i've just started today like laying out like trying to plan the space and like lay things out and it's going to be really great it's going to be a little bit less zine and a little bit more magazine-y uh still hopefully with kind of an indie indie zine feel to it um but i this time i'm not going to just like literally xerox everything um, i'm going to actually like lay it out and try to make it look a little bit more more clean so uh it's going to be really really great and i think i'm going to try to get it out by the end of july and i will announce it here and through email and through the group and everywhere i can so people will have ample opportunity to buy these um another cool thing i wanted to mention is a kickstarter just um just launched last week uh, by a company called Studio Neat, and Studio Neat, they're they're friends with like uh, the Relay FM guys, like Mike and Steven. 
and they've done all sorts of crazy Kickstarters before. They've had one where they um, made artisanal ice making kits. Like you can, like if you want that perfectly clear ice for your um, for your cocktails, they have a little kit that <laughs> let, lets you do that. They have a couple other like cocktail tools, and then they do a couple like iPhone accessories. They have something called the Glyph, which is a little way to attach your your phone to your tripod if you wanted to take pictures with your iPhone. Um, it's so they're kind of like tech hipster guy um, company. <laughs> so they're new. I was just say, can you can you hear my eyes rolling? Because yeah. I. Well, they, uh, <laughs> what's what's interesting about them is is they've had like tremendously successful Kickstarters. Like that that glyph was kind of one of the first big big like like. 800 times the the goal or whatever like they and that was back in 2010 like they've had a few hits uh early on and they kind of are like baron fig in that they like actually formed a company out of this and they've done a few kickstarters since then but they actually used it to kickstart a company so they do all these weird little like specialized things um but they're just very successful among like like the listener of like most of the relay fm shows so like young probably tech professional or like tech savvy person. Um, so anyhow, they are, <laughs> they are now doing a notebook. Uh, it's called the Pano book and it is just like a spiral bound notebook, but it's very wide. Um, it's, a, it's exactly the width of a, <laughs> a Apple Bluetooth keyboard. So if you sit at a desk all day in mm-hmm. front of like an iMac or a big Apple computer, um, it's just can sit like right above or below your note, your keyboard. And it um, has a graph, like a dot grid on it, but it has like special lines that allows you to like mock up an iPhone screen or divide it into quarters or flip it around. Just lets you like draw your own lines a little bit. Um, It's very specialized. It's kind of a niche. Um, And as people pointed out in the group, it's like not something that a steno book couldn't do. (laughs) And it's like, I think $25 on Kickstarter. Um, But... It's really sturdy and really good quality. They sent me a prototype I'm, I'm playing with. So uh, just for like the sturdiness and the paper quality alone and the like kick-ass uh, slip cover that comes with it, um, I think it's worth it. It's it's a lot of fun. I'll have a link it's, in the show notes in case you want to see it. It's super interesting to look at and then think that you could just tilt it 90 degrees and then it would be a big <laughs> yeah uh, like like reporter notebook. like yeah. It's just interesting to see like anything from that perspective. It's like, all right, totally, yeah. That's it's for somebody to start there and then go the other direction as opposed to the opposite. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so it's uh, I've been actually using it to try to lay out the spreads of Plumbago of the of the zine just to kind of like space like plan for space. So I've been playing with it a little bit. Um, eventually, I'm going to review it here. They, man, they they're they hit all the right audiences. Like they are already, they just launched last week. They have 23 days to go and they've made $108,000 of their $20,000 goal. So they're laughing all the way to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's fun. It's, um, it's kind of expensive. It's, it's notebooks for people who like probably are just going to sit at their desk and like plan something out or take notes like on their computer. Um, it's probably not for everyone. Um, I'm kind of fit the exact use case that they're looking for, but the exact like demographic, but I'm like, I recognize that that's, that's me. So that's, that's really awesome. Uh, what's not awesome, which is a little bit sadder news is uh, there was an announcement 
earlier this week from CW Pencils. Oh, that end of last week, I should say. Um, they have had some space, some issues with their space, um, mm-hmm. like their their storefront, and they've had to close temporarily. They're still selling online. Um, Caroline wrote a really like heartfelt thing on uh, like a, a note and posted on Instagram, and then she also, you know, just sent an email out to everybody, uh, posted something on their blog. So. Uh, please go support CW Pencils online if you would like to, uh, if you have anything you need to buy. Uh, they don't have a storefront right now, and a lot of their business is walk-in traffic. So uh, our hearts are with you, Caroline and Caitlin and Alex and the crew. Um, <laughs> I hope you find a new space to open soon. In the meantime, I think yeah. you should uh, come do a pop-up shop in San Francisco. Hey, there you go. So, <laughs> or, so that Johnson is, City, or Johnson City, Tennessee. <laughs> Baltimore, you're gonna have it at the bindery. <laughs> we drink Blackwing beer. We win. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of hipsters who would spend a lot of money on pencils in San Francisco, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a little farther away. You cool. might get so, robbed uh, if you open up in Baltimore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that is it for my fresh points. Uh Johnny, how about you? So I was in Boston last week, so like most of my fresh points are from Boston. Um, I got to meet Dee, Les, and Melissa from our group for tea and a trip That's to Bob awesome. Slate and Black Ink. That was like so, one of the, definitely one of the highlights of my trip. I'm so jealous. Yeah, that was super what, awesome. What are they like in real life? Super nice. I mean, you know, when you talk to people on Facebook a lot, you kind of already know they're nice. But, yeah. you know, every, nice people are even nicer in person, like you guys. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so that was hmm. fun. Um, also, I got to talk to Richard Smith, who was on episode 39 as Thoreau, who was like super, super cool dude and probably super busy with the Thoreau 200th stuff. Um, at Bob Slate, it's like Blackwing Heaven now. They have Blackwings, Blackwing Sharpeners, Blackwing Point Protectors, Notebooks, like the whole bang. It's pretty awesome. They also yeah. have singles of the volumes, which I don't think they're supposed to do. But I won't tell anybody who doesn't listen to our podcast. Hey, do you remember <laughs> when Kino Kania in, in um, New York had singles of the 211? Who did that? I oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Kino Kania in Kino Kania in New York, in New York City when I was there. Uh-huh. I ran across the singles of the 211 and bought a bunch up. Oh, yes. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> those were the days. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Sorry. Go yeah. I've still got those yeah, I was talking right about here. To yeah. the lady. When I first got to town, they didn't have the 73s. And she was like, well, they're coming in. And I was like, well, they're all at Tahoe for a party. And she looked at me funny. I'm like, oh, man, you're not in our group. You don't know that. Like, we all know that. <laughs> I looked like an idiot. I was glad I didn't run into her again because I was really embarrassed. But um, it's like most of my trip was very Moleskine-centric. I had a, um, the tiny little Volants in my pocket to hold, like, my subway pass and hotel key. It was, like, the perfect size. So that was super awesome. And I took my Moleskine Voyager, which is like the best travel journal ever. And um, I was looking for the new Little Prince planners. And I couldn't find them anywhere. And I couldn't find them on the internet. So I'm like, you know, crap, what am I going to do? So I went to the Moleskine store and chatted with a guy who knew everything and knew the whole story about why there are no Little Prince Moleskines anymore. For like at least a year or two. So oh. they're not coming out. So I just got what? a blue one. Yeah. But... um. Another thing on my trip was I don't usually use pencils like in the hotel room just because it's just like, you know, the kids are sleeping and I don't feel like getting up. It's like grab whatever pen. So I did this year and on Moleskine paper, I realized that 
I like a whole different like milieu of pencils. I want like German HBs hmm. with short points, which is not something usually people in our group like. People are like, you know, long points, darkness, smooth. Other Faber Castells are smooth even though they're hard. But yeah. What do you what do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe I was outside my usual situation wearing a hotel robe and freezing and smelling like a different kind of soap it got my senses crazy <laughs> yeah and i was drinking less coffee because i was traveling but yeah yeah you know i think people always say when you travel you kind of get out of your normal routine it's nice to get out of your pencil routine yeah a little bit actually i didn't use black wings the whole way i was whole time i was gone they were just kind of taking up space in my pencil case <laughs> it's my new song yeah, <laughs> taking up yeah. space in my pencil case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, that's all I've got. Do you want to jump into our Super Summer releases? Sure. What should we talk so, about first? So I thought maybe we could just go in the order of um, when they showed up at our mailboxes. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to get complicated. So the, the Prismatic from Baron Fig, I think, showed up first, which is the second... Um, quarterly release in their pencil series of the Archer. Um, they all have just like an indigo end dip, and they're all themed with um, geometric shapes. And there's a, an orangish red, a yellow, and a blue, like a sky blue. So they're really primary looking, and I don't know, really scholastic with the shapes. I really enjoyed them. What did you guys think of those? I was really into the colors. They remind me of the Star Trek uniforms. Uh, they're those same shades of oh, yeah. like like the original series Star Trek uh, tunics. So I like that a lot. I wonder I if that was, was on cool. purpose. I don't know. I I have such a hard time interpreting their themes. Like <laughs> I just usually like I guess I get a skew, but they're always very like heady, and they have to do with like the creative process, and like they're sometimes. I mean, Joey explained kind of like when he was on the pen addict, he explained how they like come up with and like interpret those themes. But think the minimo- or the the prismatic, I'm just like, oh, okay, <laughs> like okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty colors. They have shapes on them. <laughs> what did you think yeah. of that, Tim? I I think I they look pretty enough, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think my thing. Is that it, it might have been that I got a dud a little bit, but the first one I took out, uh, I was trying to use it to write something down. It was so scratchy, like it was so awful that I just put it down, picked something else up, not really thinking about it, not like, oh gosh, that was so bad. You know, like I just, it was like, uh, I don't want to use this right now and put it down, grab something else. And since then, like right now I'm using it, it's, it's better, but uh, I think I hit a point with the archers where I know what they're going for, which I appreciate, but I hit a point where I was like, this is the same pencil as the last one. (laughs) You know, um, I, I, one thing that it's, I feel like it's missing for me is like a pencil nut that I get from Blackwing that I don't get here is it's the same core. And I still have 10 of the other ones left, like 10 of that one and 10 of the other one that I I want. There's, there has to be something that sets it aside that makes me want to pick it up. It's, um, I just don't, you just want them to experiment with something else, something else besides just the color of the barrel. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's it for me, which I, I totally get why they don't do that. 
that doesn't seem in itself very barren figgy, you know, uh, to do that. But, uh, and that might explain why they're not doing subscriptions anymore, you know, cause they're like, well, we're not really willing to change to different cores, you know, different hardnesses or whatever, which I get, I get. maybe they're like, well, we're not going to do that. So maybe it makes sense to just once a year, we'll put out a new one and then we'll do that one for a year and then we'll come out with a different one like that. That makes sense to me, but I was not a, not a huge fan of these, um, myself. Um, Man. I, yeah. <laughs> they, they sort of departed from the masculine aesthetic that a lot of, or some people criticized them for. Yeah. Like along with, um, <clears throat> the most recent two notebook releases, they were both a little less, you know, gray. Yeah. Straight, yeah. straight lines. I like so, the the colors. So I would c- completely okay. speculating. I would I would guess that like you know they just had such a big r- run of pencils manufactured, um, the, and they just reserved some to be painted differently. So I'm willing to bet that these were probably made on the same run as like the original archers and although I don't know about the snakes and ladders because that one definitely had like some quality issues. Um, and these seem to not. Um, so either they went through it or this is just kind of off that same really big run um, and just like so paint, painted it differently. About that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how you guys got yours. So my original archers were packaged super snugly and my um, snakes and ladders rattled a lot. And then my new ones don't rattle at all. They're really, really snug. I wondered if maybe <clears> there was, you know, if the finishes were a little thinner from all 12, they would rattle around. That's interesting. They could have crumbled and broken a little bit because they were rattly. Um, they did seem softer, though. Yeah. So something was definitely up. Have you, yeah, did, no movement in my new ones. Did you guys notice with this prismatic that the um, the lid doesn't close all the way on the box? The little the tube? Hmm. Mine has trouble closing. It like sort of rips itself a little bit, and then yeah. it closes okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like the aesthetic a lot. I like Tim. I'm not like... I would love to see like a different core or maybe something with an eraser on it or something that's not mm-hmm. hex, like a triangle or something else besides just the colors kind of like kind of shaken up a little bit. Yeah. Well, that would be keeping them with their notebooks because they yeah. they're the insides on all of them. Yeah. They could totally so, do that. Yeah. So I can't wait till the next oh. one to see what happens. Awesome. So next that came out was Blackwing Volume Seventy Three, the Tahoe Ooh. edition. Oh yeah. Which I don't. I haven't seen anyone say anything oh. negative about. Oh yeah. They're so good. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh. Um, yeah. Actually, I, just while we were recording, ordered a, like a dozen because uh, I didn't get them when they came out. I'm not a subscriber, but Andy, you sent me two. Yeah. And I'm like obsessed with it. They're so good. They're so great. Yeah. Um, the texture of the of the outside and then just the look of them. Was, this is the first one that I've ordered extras of in a long time. Yeah. it's So I think probably everybody who listened to the show has probably seen them, but if not, I'll, I'll quickly recap. Um, so it is a uh, pencil that's themed after Lake Tahoe. Um, $2 from every subscription, from every subscriber goes to the Keep Tahoe Blue Fund, which... Out here, pretty close to Lake Tahoe, there are so many bumper stickers from Keep Tahoe Blue. I've never been to Tahoe, but I really want to go. It's I'm here. To be, it's kind of the lake getaway if you live in the Bay Area or Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pencil themselves um, have a really beautiful kind of cerulean blue finish. 
and there is a raised um they're like topography lines of the depth of the lake which i found it as called uh bathographic um instead of topographic it's bathographic um that's a good band name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> bathographic. <laughs> um, <laughs> to just sort of represent the the depths of Lake Tahoe. Uh, has a silver ferrule on it. Has a white eraser, and it has the um, the soft core, the MMX core. And so I and what I really love, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that those lines on the barrel of the pencil are slightly raised, and they feel so good on my fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just like extra, oh, so, good. so extra grippy. Um, I think especially out of coming out of the 205 release, the, the Jade one, uh, which I don't mm-hmm. think any of us particularly liked that much. Um, nope. Yeah, nope. it was <laughs> so good. It was really great. And even though I'm not really the MMX user, I, I like having, like it's been a while since we've had a softer than, it's been a while since we had a soft core. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, I was glad to see it. Um, yeah. What do you guys think think of it? Like just, just from the concept so, being from the East Coast, I'm, I don't get yeah. what's up with Lake Tahoe, other than that it's big and it's famous and it's pretty. Yeah. So, like, at first, I'm like, the localized part, I'm like, eh, whatever. But the, <laughs> it's so damn pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, perfect. This is definitely in the top three with the 211 and the 344 for me. I would say just pretend it's like Chesapeake Bay, but it's not brown, so... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There are parts of the chest. Yeah, I know. Though. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a lot of parts of it that are brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, the trim the trimmings on it are like perfect. And they put out the the um long point sharper and white if you want to like get super matchy, which looks really good. I just can't justify buying another long point sharper. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually if they could have gotten Coombe to make the masterpiece and tweaked that blue piece on it to be this blue. That could be the perfect sharpener. Yeah. Okay. I totally agree that it's, I think it's jumped into the top, up to the top of the list for me. Uh, for me, it's probably the, the, the 211, the 24, and the 73, or maybe the 211, the 530, and the 73. Um, I like the 344 as well, but those are, it, I think this one jumped, jumped up pretty high right away. And it also has a striking resemblance to my, beloved hb wing besides the <laughs> oh yeah uh, besides the fact that it's a silver ferrule instead of a which so i love it yeah i love it, love it so much I, I love the texture love the story and um and i i'm not a big mmx user but i like i just said i've had to order some more because i know i'll want them so, so for, for you, good looking pencil. For you new listeners who are jumping in, MMX is a term that uh, we came up with on the show. I think Johnny coined it. Um, mm-hmm. It's MMX is Roman numerals for 2010, which is when the original like Palomino Blackwing came out, the softest core with the the, the matte black finish. So, if you yeah. hear us talk about the MMX, we're talking about the Palomino Blackwing original. Uh, some yeah. fun, some fun trivia. Um, so, uh, Cal Cedar is celebrating their, um, hundredth anniversary and this past weekend they had like a big board retreat at Tahoe, uh, to celebrate. They were streaming live with some musicians that played in the yard of the big, like estate that they had rented. Um, so yeah, they, they celebrated it on Lake Tahoe just like for their hundredth anniversary with like the Lake Tahoe pencil, which is kind of cool. So anything else we should talk about with the 73? 
Yeah, I think it was a hit. Yes, yeah. I give it. A, I give it an A. You you say it's within your top awesome. three, Johnny? Do you think it it's in your top three too? Yeah, we're definitely top three. It might be even top two. Hmm. I uh, I definitely I I along with excuse me along with you I'd probably put the two eleven in my as my first one and then the second one I kind of vacillate between the five thirty and the twenty four mm-hmm. um, five thirty yeah. just because it's I just thought it was a really pretty like I thought the gold was really great it's the and same I loved, same as me Andy really that's yeah, yeah I, lo- a... I, I love the striped ferrule on the five thirty like I think it's way more beautiful than I thought it would be. <laughs> And then the 24, I liked, I was just really delighted with that because they had a new core released. Um, I don't use it a whole lot. Um, and it's black. It's like, it's fine, whatever. But the story behind it and the new core for the 24 was just like so great for me. So I like that a lot. So it's somewhere up there and I don't quite know where yet. Yeah. Yeah. So next in the schedule was Field Notes Campfire Edition. Yeah. Which is one of their editions where you get three different notebooks. They're um it's a half tone printing process, right? It's With a half five colors. Yeah, it's a half tone illustration. So unlike the um America the Beautiful where they basically half toned all the colors, this one has like shapes and illustration behind a half tone which indicate like the texture and the shade on it. Yeah, so they're the three stages of a campfire. Building a campfire, burning a campfire, and hopefully safely extinguishing a campfire. And they're so pretty. And they do different graphs to match the inside covers. It's, like, super awesome. What do you guys think of the uh, far edition? Uh, they they don't do my favorite stage, which happens at my family gatherings, which is uh, start throwing things into the campfire to watch them burn. Yeah, <laughs> like marshmallow packages and yeah. cans. Somebody's shoe. I keep buying that. Yeah. I know a kid that threw a toad into a fire once. Oh, geez. oh. it was alive. We uh, we um, we which is the day in the woods. Johnny became a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I like it. It's it's it feels to me a little bit like going back to. You know, it's less experimental than the other ones. It's they're getting back to graph, yeah, yeah. and they um, they're just kind of going with like a theme that they're representing, like visually, with just a regular old notebook. Uh, it doesn't have any like special things on it. Um, I love that the paper is um, the graph colors are different. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. They look really good. Yeah, um, I really like the duplexing of the covers. Like the the inside is a more like. Uh, the inside of the cover is like a more matte, solid color, and the outside is a little bit more glossy. Um, and and they all come with a patch, which is crazy because how many run, how many did they do? Thirty thousand? Like thirty thousand? Yeah, they made thirty thousand patches, <laughs> and they're made in America too. Apparently in Portland. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't really use patches, but I have a bunch. I could put patches on something. Mike Hagen has a like has like a, a jacket that he. He calls it his patch coat. He just like puts them all on. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know there was such a thing as a patch jacket, but apparently there is. Yeah. I like that idea. They had them in Boy Scouts. There was like a um, red wool coat that you would get and put patches all over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tim, have you, have you tried this out? I, I don't think you, you got this one. Did you? I didn't No, but I'm definitely planning to pick some up. Yeah. I, I think they look fantastic. And I'm, as just a person who at every single chance I get, I, have a fire behind my house. Yeah. Like sit around a fire. It's one of my favorite things. That's when I, you, I think I, when it came out, you or Johnny sent a, 
a group text saying, you know, field notes have announced. And my first thought was, gosh, I hope it's scratch and sniff because that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, so, so my trouble I mean, with – They do smell good. Mm-hmm. My trouble with um, with campfires is I'm, I'm I have asthma, and so like if it's a oh, big campfire, yeah. I always have to sit upwind because mm-hmm. in, and it, that's why we can't have fires in our fireplace in my my apartment just because I think the wood. This smoke. is why we can't have fires. <laughs> we can't have nice. Fires. <laughs> can't have nice fires. <laughs> oh, you property owners who can have fires. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful edition. I'm I'm using the um, the dusk one right now because that's kind of what stood out to me the most. Um, I love the orange ruling, and I like the kind of like darker shades on on the cover. And I like that they return not just to graph paper, but to their regular paper. It's been since Snowblind. I think that's the last time they used their normal paper. Oh, really? They had the the colored paper, the reporter notebook, the gray paper, and then last time was that like sandpaper paper. Wow. Yeah. This is wow, it's really been a while. Yeah. So you could have subscribed and never touched this paper before. Huh. That's Crazy. interesting. And I like on the back it says, Note, in a pinch, this memo book can be used as kindling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad has a small collection of notebooks um that he doesn't open or use, so I'll probably re inherit them one day. And I told him about this one his eyebrow picked up. I'm like, oh, really? He was this well, he still is a scalator. Yeah. Oh wow. You know, big into fires. There was an instance where um at summer camp, our troop lit the fire for the council, and they had to bring in the fire department to put it out. And then let us finish lighting. It was, it was the stuff of legend. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To build the inside of the fire, I had to get lowered into the outer part of the fire with a ladder and then build a normal fire around which we basically built a log cabin that burned. <laughs> it's like you're burning, you're burning out of burning man. in uh, homemade napalm. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of stories about why the hair on my arms doesn't match that relate to campfires. <laughs> Can you guys hear the fireworks that are blowing up outside of my house right now? No. No. Okay. It is insane. It sounds like D-Day outside tell, of my Did you tell me Independence Day was yesterday? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's no, America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't go to bed yet. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. No. Um, they were drinking all night. What actually happened here is that it was raining last night. And so the fireworks were like really ramping up by like 830. And we were getting anxious because we're like, oh, great. Our kids are going to be up all night. Like, uh, And then it started raining. So they stopped. So I think tonight they're blowing up the rest of their stash. So <laughs> I'm kind of shocked you can't hear it because it's so loud. It's like I can see it outside. Huh. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I can't hear it here. <laughs> yeah, do we have any th- final thoughts on campfire? I don't think so. Ah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, next up, near and dear to my Baltimore heart, is the Right Notepad's Chesapeake edition, which is um, I forgot what the color the um, paper's called, but it's sort of like a corduroy textured blue. Um, and the inside are blue lines on one side and a really faint dot grid on the other. And if you look it's really, really closely, faint. they line up. And outside, it's a metallic stamping of Chesapeake and on the back, of course, a blue crab. And if you're from Maryland, you get the joke that it's blue, but the pencils are orange, which is what a crab looks like after you cook it in Old Bay. <laughs> and then the subscriber extra is a crab mallet that's made on the eastern shore in Maryland, which is really awesome. Oh, that's cool. Even though I haven't used one in like, you know, 15 years, but still. Henry thinks it's cool. <laughs> Do we know, Johnny, yeah, so, um, below the below the crab, it says 
Kalinecte Sepidus, which is I think it's the butchered Latin blue crab. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. But yeah, um, most of the blue crabs we get around here are not from the bay because we've overfished it. So most of them are from like the Gulf, unless gotcha. they say specifically. We're trying to re repopulate uh, it. You know, the, the bay is a big like Tahoe. It's a big point of um pride and concern in these parts. But yeah, what do you guys think of the um, the Chesapeake? I um I'm a big fan. I love 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 the way that cover feels. Like it it's like just gorgeous and it it's like it's kind of wood grain but it's not like shelter wood. Like it just kind of feels like it. Right? Like it mm. feels really good. I love the color. Love that. Uh, as always with um with stuff that Chris Roth does like the typography and the designs are just like amazing. Um I really do think that out of all of the like limited edition like subscriber things that stationary is doing right now i think that right notepads is the best at like coming up with a concept and like making it like ex executing on the concept um i think that he yeah is just really just knocking out of the park with that like he hasn't had one that just has been like eh, that didn't work very well you know um field notes has had plenty of those and granted he's only what like six in um yeah yeah but I, <laughs> I don't like the ruling that much. Like I like the lines are fine. The dot grids are very, very tiny. Um, it's like a pin dot grid, I think, is, as Chris put it. Um, it's really hard to see. So I guess it's really only there as like a like a point of reference rather than like trying to guide your line. You have to specifically look for it. Like I was taking pictures of it and the dot grid wasn't showing up. So like the ruling isn't great, but it's not bad. I don't often use the 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 pages that have like different rulings on different spreads, but I will still use it cause it's gorgeous and I, I'm a big fan of it. So I'm using the pencil right now. The pencil is really nice. It still has a pretty sharp hex, like most Musgrave, pen Musgrave pencils do. Um, so I, w I don't know. I would say the cover stock is my very, very favorite thing about it. It's so good. Um, and the rest of it is, is really good and really solid. Um, I think that I, I still like Telegraph and Kindred Spirits better. That's my; those are my favorites. Oh, Kindred Spirit had a lovely texture. Yeah, I love the ruling in Kindred Spirit, like the like the lines with the little side the side rule. Yeah, they got rid of the ledger on these. Yeah, yeah, which is all right. No more margin. Yeah, we don't want to be like word notebooks where they just like always always use the same ruling. Yeah, and they got rid of the boxes this time. It's a, um, it's not really a belly band. That's it's true. sort of like moleskins. It tucks into the cover instead of going all the way around. Yeah, yeah, it was that, so, and it's really good looking. Like it was, it looks very well stamped and letter pressed. Um, but yeah, I, I do miss the boxes. The boxes are cool. Yeah, I like I like how they um with this you can sort of feature the cover a little more. Yeah, that's true. Except the last one, like the boxes and the um, the covers were so close to each other. Yeah. Tim, but, do you have um, do you have this Chesapeake in hand yet? I don't. Okay, it must be. I don't. It must be on its way, but it. Yeah. But it's very, very pretty. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like dying to get my hands on that cover, <laughs> just like you were saying, like just seeing the texture of it. And um, I, I, I think I'm gonna like this one a lot. The royal blue has been one of my favorite. Yeah. So far, and uh, but I think this one can give it a run for its money. Yeah. So. If I'll have to check John, in once I once I get it in hand, but I, I everything I've seen about it and heard about it, I just think sounds fantastic. Yeah, 
I <laughs> I don't have a lot of use for the crab mallet. Somebody in the chat that we had earlier suggested that we like call the podcast to order with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I should have done that. <laughs> we, we can splice it in. Shut uh, up! <laughs> you you are out of line. I'm gonna hold you in. Contempt. You ain't talking no more, hon. It's my turn. <laughs> Chris has a really good Baltimore accent too. <laughs> sort of get going down there. You know, I, I have to admit that until I watched the um, the, the Henrietta Lacks movie, I had never heard anybody with a Baltimore accent that wasn't like you imitating them, Johnny. So, uh, did you see the keepers? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. When that that lady who moved to Gettysburg was talking about her friend Skippy, that was uh-huh. pretty Baltimore-esque. And you know, his name was Skippy. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Frank and I were like rolling, like, oh my god, <laughs> they find this lady. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know where I would put it in sort of like the ranking of of right notepads. I I, w- I would say so. Yeah, I feel like Kindred Spirit is my favorite, and Telegraph is my second favorite. <sighs> Royal Blues in there somewhere, probably third, and then Lenore, and then. Oh, Into the Pines. I forgot about that, though. That's probably mm-hmm. like fourth. And then Royal Blue for me. And then Lenore. I like Lenore, um, but I just did not care for that ruling. Yeah, I'd have to do like a list of concepts and aesthetics and a list of which ones I enjoy yeah. using. Yeah, and that that's totally different things. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, love the I, way I, the Lenore I like looks. the softer covers. Yeah. Yeah, but the paper, a little dark. Yeah. Once yeah. you get used to it, you find the right pencil is good. That was a very nice companion for an MMX. Yeah. That's also aesthetically. Yeah. This one is a good companion for the 211 just because they're both like themed after Ooh. large bodies of water and they're both blue and they both have really great texture. I, uh, yeah. And yeah. in the spring, the uh, white 205 matched the um, telegraph notebook really well. Oh, yeah. I was, like wondering, like, are you guys talking? <laughs> this is like collaborative bi coastal edition. They should absolutely they should have done a Thoreau edition together. <laughs> we yeah. could do it in the fall. I'd be okay. Yeah. Can't can't we believe call it autumnal tints. That'd be perfect. Jo- uh, can't believe Charles just didn't listen to you, Johnny. <laughs> he basically he just Nobody owes listens you, to me. He owes you a Thoreau pencil. I think is what what we decided. I don't know. Knowing them, they might have one up their sleeve. Yeah, that's true. We'll come out as right. like. Hey, you guess know. what? Your th- your subscriber extra is a dozen throw pencils. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, they didn't do a coin this year. That was yeah. I mean, I, I admit, I really liked that coin. I thought it was cool. Yeah, they'll they'll get them. Anything else yeah. we should mention with this Chesapeake yeah. Bay edition? I don't think so. This has been a very very satisfying season of releases from everybody yeah yeah and overall overall it's been really really nice i mean a lot of fun i haven't gotten everything yet but i've got some things on the way so everything i've seen um yeah i just feel like everybody really really nailed it this time so i um I, i do like despite like there being so many of them out there nowadays i i do like the idea of the quarterly releases i think it's cool because it kind of keeps companies on their on their toes trying to like put these things out um it lets you just like try a like a wide variety of things for like like relatively not a lot of money like it's it's a hundred dollars a year which is 
nuts small change, but it's it's not any more than if you were to buy like the products outright from them, right? Like mm-hmm. if you were to buy eight packs of notebooks and some of the like the Chashkis extra. So <laughs> my trouble is is I just don't use them up fast enough. So I have just drawers and drawers full of them. My children are always glad to help themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's blue. Henry wants everything that's blue. Has he claimed his Chesapeake <laughs> notebook set yet? Yeah. <laughs> I took the Chesapeake notebooks out of his grubby little hands. <laughs> because he's got a lot of notebooks. <laughs> he doesn't fill his notebooks very quickly. Yeah. How about I'll the make 211s? Sure will fill a moleskin in a week. The 211s? Henry does not have any 211s. <laughs> oh, you mean the 73s? Well, because yeah, they're he's bl- got a seventy-three. They're blue. The two eleven. Or sorry, the seventy-threes. That's what. That's what I meant. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he's got one. <laughs> the numbers just are a little one, bit confusing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So should we button this one up for the night? Yeah. For the week. Yeah. For the week, have a short episode. Awesome. So, Tim, where can folks find you on the internet? And if you want, you can tell people where to find you off the internet. <laughs> yeah. What's your <laughs> address? Address is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and you can find me on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. How about you, Andy? I am at woodclinched.com uh, or andy.coffee, and I am on Twitter at at awelfle, A-W-E-L-F-L-E, and on Instagram is the same. Um, and that's me. How about you, Johnny? I am still on the internet at pencilrevolution.com, which will be 12 years old this month Woo-hoo. and on twitter at pensolution and on instagram at johnny gamber all one word and we are the erasable podcast you can catch us on twitter and instagram at erasable podcast our facebook group which is pushing 2,000 people now is facebook.com slash groups slash erasable and apparently the group is so awesome there are a lot of people who don't know there's an actual podcast <laughs> Which speaks to how awesome the group is. Well, what is not this podcast? The podcast of? is. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there in the yeah. title of the group, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we sort of have an official mouthpiece at facebook.com slash erasable podcast where you can like our page. You can find this episode at erasable.us slash seven seven or on iTunes, Overcast, or your favorite podcasting medium or program or app or channel or whatever you call it thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time the intro music for the erasable podcast is graciously provided by this mountain a collaborative folk rock band from johnson city tennessee you can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com